Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. Two hundred strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. This is June second. This is the list in your boy. I think it's number two sixteen. I did not bother to look for show and i typed a number that sounded right <laughs> we have a ton of news uh as reported on fightfulselect.com there have been a a bunch more wwe releases got my co-host jimmy van i know a lot of you are watching for the first time uh this is about as serious as this show is gonna get for uh the, the upcoming weeks but jimmy my god i mean Jesus. You know something, Sean? I had all these plans for the week. I was going to talk about the Fightful magazine. Here's the print copy right there. Did you get yours yet, by the way? I just got mine. Just got mine. I just picked it up a little bit ago from the mailbox. It looks awesome. Looks Fightful amazing. Look, yeah. look at this. Bam. I can put an overlay over top yeah. of you even. No, I, I was going to show this off today. I was going to ask you about Jacksonville. Uh, and we still might have time to talk about that later. Yes. Um, but let's talk about this news first. Uh, I'm going to throw the floor over to you. And I'm also going to put you over because we're doing this on June 2nd. Sean knew this last night. He knew the names last night. He, uh, he gave me a heads up. And I told Sean that I don't know what it is about this round. Just really makes me angry for some reason. It's not like I wasn't, you know, unhappy about the previous rounds. But this one really kind of irritates me just given the needs of the company and given how everybody let go uh, could really benefit the company creatively. But I'll, I'll turn the floor to you. Tell us everything you've heard, anything new that you might have heard. Go ahead. First off, got to get through the formalities. If you're watching this video, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. Uh, if you, if you want to support what we do, we have FightfulSelect.com. That's where I'm breaking tons of news. I already have a lot of backstage news on these people on FightfulSelect.com. I feel like we have the most stories, the most accurate stories anywhere in wrestling. we got like seven podcasts a week. Alex Palowski is going to be going live tonight to talk about this stuff. He's not going to be thrilled. But uh, also, you can donate a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air here. So last night, I got some information that about four of these names. I had heard Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, and Lana. Um, This morning, I was given the information of Santana Garrett and Ruby Riot. And Ruby Riot was a shot in the heart for a whole lot of people. She was a very, very popular woman backstage. Um, she had not had an opportunity to really show what she could do since coming back from the injury. We all saw what she could do before the injury, obviously. Uh, she was the glue for Raw in that women's division for a while when you had Ronda Rousey having some shorter matches you would have Ruby Riot sort of padding out those Monday Night Raws with some good 10 to 15 minute matches. She's going to get a shot a lot of somewheres. If she so chooses, she's going to get a, a lot of opportunities. Alistair Black, a big surprise because he was still involved, well, had been involved in recent weeks in 
a storyline with Big E, but they had no creative direction for it. Nothing really solidified there. He had just said on his stream that that he had been told it was budget cuts. And at one point he was slated to win like a U.S. title or, or a mid-card title. But Vince didn't want to do it without fans. They just recorded a new theme song for him, which he says was even better than his, the one he has. And it rules. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, don't know. It. it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, Braun Strowman, he was getting paid an awful lot of money. An awful lot of money. And what you have to remember, people, is that, and I'm not one of those, it's business, guys. No, it's been bad business for a while outside of the massive rights fees. They would make a lot more money if they put on a compelling good show. Mm-hmm. Braun was making seven figures, from what I understand. And they signed him in 2019 and it came down to the wire. It was very close to him, like having his contract expire and he got a lot of things and he asked for a lot of things. He knew his worth is what I was told. Uh, I I was given a little bit of that information by the person who originally told me this. And then I would talk to wrestlers and they were like, Oh yeah, he knew his worth and he knew that there was, there was competition on the horizon, but he wanted to stay and there were a lot of people that were signed in 2019, Jimmy, that had contracts that we saw and we would hear the, you know, the good brothers were, they, they signed for 700 grand each. We heard the revival were offered 850 each. And then you hear Braun Strowman over 1 million. Well, WWE starting to look at this and they're saying, yeah, I know we've got all this competition and they're doing really good and they're gaining steam and momentum, but it's not worth us keeping some of our top people. Uh, Santana Garrett, that's not a surprise at all. She was called up with no purpose whatsoever. I'll have, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of people about Santana Garrett right now. I'll have more on that on FightfulSelect.com tomorrow. Buddy Murphy, boy, you want to talk about a sad case. He had people pitching, um, pitching for him to be reunited with, with Blake before he was released. And um, just just a ton of stuff. That, that didn't end up happening for him that should have happened to him. Lana, I mean, we've seen her, and I've seen your Sable comparisons. Yep. Man, there, there's there's an awful lot there, and who knows if she'll be brought in to AEW to work with Miro, but I don't think she's going to be starving for work. Uh, she's going to get paid immediately just for space on her Instagram, for the love of yes, God. Like, yes, She's yes. going to make bank. If, if that woman never wants to take a bump again mm-hmm. in her life, she won't have to because she is such an influential social media name. Um, we've got a lot of super chats coming in about this, but I, I want to know your thoughts on these, Jimmy. Uh, I mean, I'm going to get into in a minute. I'm going to break down uh, the potential of a sale and, and I'm going to break down what Lots the chats on that, by the way. Yeah. And, and I'm going to break down what these talent cuts mean to that, because I understand that world and valuations and all that stuff. Uh, what really frustrated me to be, me about this round was that, as I said, WWE lacks a lot of things on their show and these cuts would have filled those holes had they been utilized correctly. And that's, what's very frustrating. Braun Strowman prior to WrestleMania 34 in 2018 was arguably the biggest star in the company. He was arguably the most popular guy in the company. Uh, Whenever his music hit, everybody popped. He was the guy that tore shit up. Everybody loved his act. Braun Strowman has a lot of personality when they let him showcase it. And as a heel, he never got that opportunity, but as a babyface, he did. WrestleMania 34, everybody was excited about a mystery partner going after the tag team titles. He chose a kid. And after that, it was kind of downhill from there. Around the same time, they really wanted to get Roman over as a babyface, so they turned Braun heel in order to feud with Roman again. He never really recovered creatively after that. And and ever since then, it's just been a downhill skid for him. Lana, I could go on about Lana forever, man. And, and, And part of her undoing was her. You know, it was, it was 2015. Lana was the hottest women's star in the company, bar none. One of the hottest uh, performers, male or female in the company. She was in the business suits that made her different than everybody else. Uh, great presence, great on the microphone. All she had to do was stroll out. The place went nuts for her. And it, she would have been their sable. And at that time they brought in uh, Tennille as Emelina because yeah. they wanted, they wanted to try to emulate the sable sunny dynamic. And uh, it didn't work with Emelina because she didn't want to do it. Lana was that person. And and what happened was, on the one hand, they decided to turn a baby face, put her in a blue jean outfit, and have her make it with Dolph Ziggler. Basically, if you wanted to kill somebody, that's the way you would do it. 
but then on the other side of the coin, Lana didn't understand that wrestling is not like regular entertainment. And, and when you're feuding with Rusev on television, you probably shouldn't put on social media that you're engaged to him. And so that combination kind of killed her. And uh, over the last six years, she's had her, her spurts. You know, when they when they did the Nia Jax through the table, I thought she was getting over as a sympathetic baby face. They did the the documentary on the network where they talked about her dealing with bullying and internet trolls. And she really seemed to have that sympathetic baby face character thing going for her. Uh, but I think that losing live crowds and then, uh, uh, you know, putting her in a tag team when wrestling in ring is not her strength. Again, creative is was kind of her undoing, and and Alistair Black. There's no question this was a last minute decision. There's no question. This, this is something they just thought of like yesterday, because it, he it just, was a little bit before yesterday. I've got oh, some stuff up on Fightful Select about that, but it was within the past week or so. It had um, to be. He just he just attacked Big E on SmackDown. Yeah, I just I just want to say, guys. By the way, if you're in our chat and you uh, I, don't say, oh, this person's next to get released, your your comment's going to get deleted. Make it easier on our mods. We have a bunch of super chats about this that we're getting to. Omar says, Liv, Carmella, Sasha, Bailey, Belair, and Natalia Tamina. That's the SmackDown women's roster. They have seven active women, and two of them split time with Raw, Jimmy. That, that's where we are right now. And and what are they going to do now? Are they just going to take Naomi and Liv Morgan and just put them together in, in, into a team now? The, the, the women's division tag team wise was so lacking as it was. Now they just split up two more teams. And then they, and they added more belts a couple months ago. It was yes. Such a dumb, short-sighted move. Uh, Monochrome Wise says these guys are going to do great wherever they go. Screw WDB. Every single person here is going to get work. Every single person is going to get work. They're handing over rosters to people. Over the last two months, they've handed over. They have. This is the hottest free agent market right now, Jimmy, that we've seen in pro wrestling, I think. And that's wild to think. I think Tony Khan should be sending Vincent Man a fruit basket. That the, the uh, AW Rampage roster just got padded out. Yeah, and and it's not like he wants his his roster to be a bunch of ex WWE people because he already has a lot. Yes. I mean, he he's got Moxley and Jericho and Christian, and he's got Show and Mark Henry there now, and he had uh, Luke Harper and FTR. They've got a, a shit ton of ex WWE people already, but. Lana Miro is gold together. They, they yeah, were, they, and also, WWE's got an awful lot of former Impact people and has an awful lot of former ROH people. So, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with using these performers if they're talented and they have a spot. I mean, look at what they've been able to do with FTR and Sean Spears and Miro. They're, some of them might not be top, top people, but they're going to be good with what they do. And that's even before we start talking about ROH. Uh, talking about Impact Wrestling, talking about all these other places. Brian says, WWE is a trash company run by trash people. Also, Zelnick gets fired for taking a stand. Oh, you mean Zelina. Zelina. Returns in some capacity, then her husband is fired. What? I mean, I don't know in what capacity she returned. I know WWE sources had told me that they were open to her coming back, and that, that was the hope and the plan for them. I don't know if that was her plan, but she was filmed going into the Performance Center a couple weeks ago. Well, good luck uh, now, I think. Evan Wright says, I'll take that Omega-Buddy Murphy match, please. That that will happen, and that will be a banger, guaranteed. Frank Aguilera says, was renegotiating with Braun an option? If so, do we take this to mean he wouldn't take a pay cut? So I'll read it putting you over A-plus reporting as always. Thank you very much. Um, yes, I do think that Braun renegotiating might be an option in the future. They tried that with Heath. I believe they tried that with Cardona as well. Don't know uh, what that will mean for him. Uh, Oblivious Kyrie says, so Big E's supposed to play dumb now and carry on. A lot of people associated with that didn't have any idea this is going to happen. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they'll do there. Matt Reichel says, thanks for the picture in Jacksonville SRS. Awesome. No days off. Thank you. It was great to meet so many of you. We'll hopefully talk about that later. If we don't, we'll talk about it when the list goes on on Fightful Select. Um, I'm going to save the sale comments, guys, just so you guys know. Uh, Ace Kandu says, Thought Tommy came off super well and genuine in that live stream. Hope he gets to the moon somewhere. His description of the character Alistair Black, Jimmy, I thought was brilliant. He said it was like the devil with memory loss. He knew he had done something bad but couldn't remember what it was, and it sort of tortured him. And I was like, that sounds awesome. But that's not how it was conveyed often on TV through commentary and through the whole presentation. I feel like he has a really good grasp on what that should be. Yeah, to be honest with you, uh, his promos all felt the same to me. Uh, and and both times, you know, when he was first doing them where he was just kind of sitting in a dark room looking at the camera. And then most recently, they put a little bit more production behind it. 
they always just felt the same to me. So uh, I just wanted to see him in the ring. Quite frankly, I think they just kept doing the promos because they didn't know what to do with him. So they just kept on doing promos. I want to say about Braun Strowman first, and you've already kind of alluded to it, but I think unfortunately he was the victim as far as he just wasn't economically viable. I think that they did not know what to do with him creatively. And so he wasn't on TV. I think that they looked at a guy like Matt Riddle as an example. They saw a guy that, that they were using every week, making you know reportedly a third what, what Braun Strowman was. And I think that that made Braun expendable in, in the mind of Vince McMahon. And it, it's frustrating because, again, he was a big potential star before creative screwed it up. It, it wasn't his own undoing. That makes it frustrating. I also do think the landscape has changed a bit. I know you said that the, the free agent market is hot, and I agree with you, but I don't think it's hot in terms of do- the dollars you can command. And so no, that, not, not right now. I think, it, yeah. I think this situation might change that though. I think that with crowds coming back, I think it's going to get back to that. It will be a slower burn though. If the pandemic wouldn't have happened, I don't know if this would have happened though. Um, Maybe I, I think that obviously you look at a Braun Strowman, and Lana, uh, there's going to be opportunity for them. There's no question about it. I, I think Lana Miro is a no brainer. I think Tony Khan's I'm sure gonna gonna go, go in that direction. Lana is a great heel promo. She's great. When they had her doing the stuff with Bobby Lashley, which was so shitty, the only good thing about it was her cutting promos. Uh, her and Miro together is gold. That'll happen. Braun Strowman, you've got a, another hour of TV now. Rampage. There's a there's a main eventer right there in Braun Strowman. So I think there's going to be opportunity. Do I think that there's going to be opportunity for everybody? No. There, there's only so many spots available. It was different back in the day when AEW was filling out its roster, but now the roster's filled out. And so with the exception of a special name, I think it'll be tough. I mean, you saw it with Brian Myers and Matt Cardona back in the day. Uh, Buddy Murphy, I think it might be a challenge just because there's not as many opportunities now as there was, but we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, let's get through more of these Super Chats. We love hearing from you guys, especially stuff like this. It helps kind of gauge what we should be talking about. So get those Super Chats in. Demon Diva says, no days off SRS. Yeah, um, I'd rather do nothing else. But let me tell you, there is something uniquely depressing about knowing somebody's going to lose their job. That That sucks. It sucks ass. I don't like it. Emma says, when I saw Murphy was gone, I seriously cried. You want to talk about a guy who I just see, and it's like, well, every company in the world should want him. I mean, all of them. New Japan should be ringing him up, MLW, NWA. I don't know if, I mean, could, could you imagine like Tyrus trying to keep up with Buddy Murphy in the ring? That'd be hilarious. Give me that for the comedy just in its own. But AEW, AEW, oh my God, he is tailor made for AEW. He's tailor made to go work like a briefly in the, the junior heavyweight division in new Japan, then become a standout heavyweight. Ooh, boy. Gutierrez says I joined Fightful select yesterday. Was not expecting all these releases today, buddy. 24 hours ago. I wasn't either, but I appreciate the support. And, um, it, it means a lot. It really means a lot. Like at the end of the month, we lose a lot of subscribers due to cancellations and cards and almost all of it's back. So, uh, we appreciate all of you for even caring. Brandon says he's at a loss for words. Well, you're not at a loss for Super Chat, so we appreciate that. Tyler Joseph Smith says, Braun was a money-printing machine. He could have been the guy, but instead they gave him weird gloves and train sound effects. He should have beaten Brock. It's very easy for people to forget how over Braun Strowman was four years ago, Jimmy. Massively. Three years ago. And on our show, Jimmy, you you guys can go back and look by December, by January, by February, definitely by March, WrestleMania in 2018. Me and Alex were unfortunately calling this. He went from, I'm not finished with you, to Cricket Wireless is the nation's leading mobile service and like dancing and hanging out with kids and stuff. This guy got over Jimmy because he tore shit up. When you look at Brock Lesnar, you believe he could beat the living shit out of you. Yep. When you look at Orange Cassidy, you believe he really doesn't give a damn about what's going on. When you look at Kenny Omega, you're like, my God, he really is that good. When I looked at Braun Strowman, I said, you know what? I really believe that he could and is tearing that shit up. And it got him over. Monster. He and Roman Reigns had one of my favorite feuds of the decade. Him throwing Roman Reigns off a loading dock on a stretcher? That was amazing. He was so good. 
They should have went all the way within there, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, and uh, they didn't do that. They, yeah. they made him cornier progressively, Jimmy. For me, what was really telling about I just how unaware I guess Vince Man was becoming – at the same time that Braun was on Raw tearing shit up, he was on Mixed Match Challenge drooling over Alexa Bliss like a lovesick puppy dog. And I remember watching that thinking, that's just not what you do with Braun Strowman. That's not what anybody wants to see with Braun Strowman. Uh, and creatively, he was just victimized for about the last two and a half, three years. I know people will say, well, he was boring you know, as, as, as of late. He was a heel who shouldn't have been a heel. He was a, and I don't know who decided to make him dress like one of the Truth Commission. But uh, he, he was a heel that shouldn't have been a heel. The the, the trade noises hey, were stupid. Now he can go join the Jackal. There you go. He could. There you go. There oh, you man, go. We've, we've got so many Super Chats. We're going to get through every single one of them. If you spend money and send a comment, we're getting through it. Even if we got to stay a little late, this mm-hmm. is the most viewers we've ever had on a live stream of Listen Your Boy over uh, 27 now. So we appreciate you tuning in. Bezos says, Ruby's really hurt. Her and Liv's drive was evident. They should have been the first to take the belts off Banks and Bailey at payback. Now you only have two teams. To me, they screamed babyface. They were naturally good babyfaces, Jimmy. They worked really well. Now, I, I haven't been able to see a lot of what Ruby can do after her injury, and that's not on her. That's on them. I think she is going to get a lot of offers. We, we've got an impact wrestling company that needs to add to their division after losing – Kylie Ray, Tessa Blanchard, Taya over the last year or so. You've got Ring of Honor trying to start one. You've got AEW with a new show. There are a lot of people that are upset about her uh, leaving as well. And she really had worked to get herself into shape too. Like yes. like a noticeably, she got herself into noticeably uh, better condition, as did Braun. So they, yes. it's, it's not like they weren't putting the work in because they were. We have some Alistair Black questions. Tad predicts, says, any chance WWE ran with the Alistair Black father gimmick, then released him so he can't use it outside WDB? Or am I giving them too much credit? You're giving them way too much credit to imply that they had any, any idea that this was going to happen. None. Uh, I mean, it, it, I know it's a bummer. It is a bummer, but they they really didn't know. They Again, people involved in the storyline didn't know. And then Punk Rocks and Soda says, thoughts on Black maybe going to AEW and leading the Dark Order. I don't think that's going to happen. I think AEW firmly has entrenched that eventually Hangman Page is going to be the leader of the Dark Order. They are not the the dark occult thing anymore. Right. They, are a, they are a fun-loving social group, and I think the company is very clearly and wisely setting up for the lovable losers, Dark Order, to be the ones to overcome this monster elite group, and, and I love it. We've got D'Lo Diggs saying he can't wait for sour graps on the releases. That's right. Alex Palowski, I straight up said, listen, man, no AEW tonight. You can go live on FightfulSelect.com. You can uh, say whatever you want. Obviously, don't offend anybody. Not a given <laughs> with Alex Palowski. He will be live there. I told him hey, I would double his fee for this one. There you go. Anakin says that New Japan report feels like a lifetime ago. I got some more on that coming soon. I'm talking to a lot of people about that. Uh, it doesn't appear to be what it seems. King D says, is there a 90-day no-complete cause for the release talent? Yes, but I've heard of some people maybe getting around that uh, soon. Not, not, maybe not these, but uh, but some how did How did others like Andrade get around it? Do you think it was a favor to Charlotte? Well, not even him, but I, I don't know. I, I'd, like, I'd like to wait for him because I haven't heard about why. But I think for some of these people, it's like you've, been, you've benched me forever. I don't want to sit anymore. Uh, 69 named Diggins said Dark Order is the anti-social social club. That's that is a phenomenal way of explaining that. Garmunda or Monroe says, "How did WWE work around the attack on Big E on last week's Smack, SmackDown?" They don't. They probably don't mention it. Whatsoever. No, they don't mention it. They don't mention it. They probably won't mention it. Uh, we got John Doe saying, "All Out." Uh, se- it's September five with a female battle royal. Do you think Ruby will be the Joker, buddy? I think her literally dressing as the Joker with the green hair and yeah. all that would be money. She is the type of person you want on your roster to cultivate a person, uh, a positive environment. We just posted a report on Fightful Select of them letting someone's contract expire because of some of the stories about how they had treated extras. You want a locker room uh, that, that has Ruby Riot in it because you know that she cultivates kindness and happiness and, and helps people around her. That's the type of person I want in my locker room. Easy, easy people to work with. 
Bryant says, instead of giving these wrestlers storylines that satisfy them and uh, and us, they release them. I was mad before. Now I'm just sad. That's one of the frustrating things, Jimmy. The redundant shit we see on WWE Raw and even SmackDown, we're, I think it's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we'll talk about Raw later, I guess. Uh, you know, we're, we're not people- getting into the sale yet. Uh, we can whenever you're ready. Do you want to do it? No, now? no, I don't. Cause we got a oh. bunch of more super chats. We're going to okay. save that to where we can get it, get it there. I was just okay. setting you up to talk a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> do you think Nick Khan had anything to do with this? Yes, I do. I think that his relationship with WWE now is completely tied to this. I mean, obviously he's pulling strings. There's no question about it. And, and the difference between Nick Khan and Vince McMahon is Nick Khan has no attachment to this company. Nick Khan no. is looking at this financially and that's it. And so uh, he doesn't give a shit about Braun Strowman. He doesn't even know who Braun Strowman is, probably, as an example. Push a test. He says, I was too nervous to say hey in Jacksonville, maybe St. Louis for full gear. That's right, Jimmy. Expense that trip. He says, appreciate all the hard work from uh, from all the Fightful staff. Big thanks to our staff this weekend. I'm talking Ryan Cook, Jeremy Lambert, uh, Joel Pearl, uh, Robert DeFelice, Gisberto Guzzo. I could go through names and names, Kyler, but big thank you to all of them. They They did great, but... If you see me, come say hi. I am a surprisingly introverted person in person. He so. really is. Like you, you can go up to him and just slap him on the back. He's cool with it. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't have a herniated disc. Thanks. Uh, JL says, SRS, you are without a shadow of a doubt the best at what you do. No disrespect to the rest of journalism, media, Fightful Select, indeed. Hey, the more accurate sources we have reporting wrestling news, the better. Um, I'm very happy with what we're doing, though. And Samuel says, I'd pop so hard if Heidi Lovelace de- debuts as the Joker in the Casino Battle Royal. I mean, see, they've already got a spot three months from now that has buzz to it. There are already people speculating about a Battle Royal mm-hmm. in the middle of the card on like three months from now, Jimmy. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, it, it, that one spot would give her more fanfare than about two years worth of WWE appearances. I mean, that, that's reality. She's been more or less a cast-off on WWE television. So that's uh, unfortunate. Bacon Rasher says, did you purposely forget to F-bomb the Raw review with Ollie Davis? I did it. it. It was there at the end. Tyler thanks us for our work on Select. We have some more fantasy matchups. Kieran George says, give me Tommy End and Darby Allen. That would be a good one. That would be a real good one. Omar Diaz says, thoughts on Becky to SmackDown? <sighs> Raw needs are really bad, but now SmackDown needs are really bad. Um, I, it wouldn't shock me to see Becky on SmackDown, Jimmy. I mean, they're the A show now. Yeah, they are the A show now. Uh, to be honest with you, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it comes down to what the network wants. Because uh, especially if Nick Khan is getting more involvement, it's going to come down maybe to what the network wants. They definitely need her more on Raw. But SmackDown, like you said, is the A show on the on the, uh, on the broadcast network. So I don't know. Evan Wright says, any update on Chad Gable's deal? Dax got me hyped. I'll ask. Tyler Joseph Smith says, I find it awful. WWE tweets, hey, we fired all these people. Then an hour later, they go back to promoting stuff. My dude, they ran a show after a guy died in the arena. So, I mean, the the show goes on for them. Don't forget that when they did the last round, I believe on April 15th, might have been the last round, that same day they announced their next dividend. The same day. So that... That's the that's the reality of the corporate world, and uh, when we get talking about the sale, uh, and, and, we, and we will, Jimmy, we'll get there. It's just people <laughs> we'll still want to talk about the release. They don't necessarily want to get into business yet. They're still talking here. And Punk Rock says it's come to the point I can't support WWE anymore. They have world class talent I can support, but the company as a whole, I don't. I won't. Uh, a lot of people have echoed this sentiment, and we've had people that say, "Well, you guys should stand up and not cover them." I got to do my job, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, if it, if it were up to me, if I were a normal fan, I would not be watching Raw every week. I'd probably catch SmackDown on a delay, but I wouldn't be watching Raw every week. Um, I don't find it entertaining. Uh, Anakin says, shout out to Hannah tweeting that All Out is in 94 days. And we had J.K. Swall saying that as well. That that was actually something that I had spoken with somebody about last night. They're like surprised that it would come now instead of next week when – you could prevent your competition from getting all out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they care. I don't think they care either. No. <laughs> Nightmare Niece says it feels like Vince is ruining wrestling on purpose because he knows it'll hurt the competition more than it'll hurt his organization. I don't think so. I don't think it'll hurt the competition. This is the worst possible time to do this. Off the heels of a hot pay-per-view when fans are coming back, 
no, this is bad. This is not when you do this. I I think AEW is going to just start narrowing the gap more and more and more and more. I mean, probably not until they're on TBS. Mm-hmm. I think there, there's too much in the way of preemptions right now. We're, we're seeing Dynamite, you know, they're being forced onto a Friday night doing 500,000 viewers. So they, they need the stability of a, of a regular time slot with no preemption. Once that happens, though, then, yeah, I mean, Rampage, I don't expect a lot out of Rampage just because the, the, the night in the time slot that's scheduled. But Dynamite on Wednesday nights, absolutely. There's, there's no reason why they can't uh, pick up momentum. Tristan asks if we think Tommy End will go to ROH, New Japan, or AEW. I think probably New Japan and one of those companies. I would lean more towards AEW. If I were ROH, I'd be making a big play for some of these people. I know they've been reaching out to some free agents. If they could, not that I want to suggest that you leverage a talent, but if they could leverage him to get Zelina too, yes, or, 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 or Taya Trinidad, then then go ahead. I I do think that people might be disappointed if they think that everybody's going to end up in AEW because I don't think that's going to happen. I think that their roster is too deep as it is. This is why they have so many guys wrestling on dark. So I don't think they're all going to AEW, but I do think Lana and Braun, I think both will end up in AEW. I don't know about the others. Uh, not because they're not deserving. Although Ruby Riot, like you said, uh, they need her in the women's division. Otherwise, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of open spots because they have so deep of a talent roster already. Bacon Rasher says, could Buddy go to AEW and be rebranded as Buddy Cage? I would love to have a five-way of Cage, Page, Page, Cage, and Cage, and a Cage <laughs> on Rampage. <laughs> Throwback wants Ruby to head to uh, Impact, and he says that the free agency is going to get very interesting. Retro Neon wants Tommy End and Ruby and Impact, and them doing Impact versus New Japan, Tommy End and Kenta could be something. 69 names Deegan. Uh, says Alistair and Murphy are diamond mines. Ruby will be a great addition to any division. And Mark Warburton says, how much nuclear heat is Eva going to have with the internet after all these releases? Unjust. Unjust. She didn't make these cuts. She was signed a while back. She, If it were up to Eva Marie, I'm sure these people would all still have their job. Sure, and, 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 she, and she would have been on television three months ago. Yes. If it was up to Eva Marie. Just like it's unrelated. With Braun, is there a way to restructure his contract? He would have to agree to that. Like, he signed his contract, so they couldn't just restructure it and say, here you go. He would have to agree to that. Now, there's some speculation of brand consolidation. Ed Call mentions that, and um, there, I believe there was someone else that, that had speculated that. I had a wrestler, a former WWE wrestler, that seemed to think that that would be a direction that they went. I I covered a lot of those SmackDowns when it was one brand, Jimmy, and it yep. was so bad. It was like raw now bad because it was just, it was a rematch thing. Yep. At this point, it, it kind of makes me think that they might do that in the future. I have nothing that, that leads me to report that. It's just my opinion. I think they might do that. I think if they do, it's going to lead to more cuts. Yeah. Because I, even though they're not utilizing a lot of the roster, if you have the same group carrying five hours of television, It'll be an opportunity, especially when you have a guy like Nick Khan again, who has no attachment to the talent or to the company, yes. and he's looking strictly dollars and cents. It'll lead to more cuts if they do that. Yes. Um, Kevin Steet says you could legit put out a wrestling show, a great one with everyone on a non-compete clause and with everyone in that as a free agent. Yeah, it's one of the hottest free agent markets right now. I mean, as far as talent. Yep. You what, mate? Thanks us for becoming a uh, great, reliable source. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Andrew says, is having a year off on autopilot with lazy booking and cost-cutting made having live fans uh, back worry Vince and his record bottom line? I, I think they've been on autopilot for much longer than that. It's It was a full, solid year and a half, two years before that they were on autopilot, Jimmy. Oh, it's been at least a decade. Yes. At least uh, John decade. Kelly's asking what happened with Edge. As far as I know, this was a planned absence. Like He was going to be full-time through Mania and then take a little time off. Dennis Ruth says, Bronze choo-choo sound released. Black's creaky sound released. Should Ricochet be worried for his pew-pew sound? They just shouldn't do those dumb sounds, Jimmy. I shouldn't laugh at that, but you saying pew-pew made it funny. Thank you for 3,000 of you tuning in right now. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to Fightful Select. That helps support our pursuit of accurate wrestling news. Um, Taxel says, the way to know who's going to AEW is who feuded with Randy Orton. My God. Yeah, that, saw all that. those legends. 
69 named Deegan says, dumb fantasy booking time. Sting is the father Alistair was talking about. And maybe he feuds with Darby Allen. You know what? I could think of worse things than tying up a loose end than Alistair Black going after Darby because he's jealous of the father. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, Colin Cunningham says, best time for this bloated roster. Nothing for them. Let them go. Become bigger stars. Helps the business. They can always come back to big money offers. Five of the last nine WWE champions, Jimmy, have been released by that company. You know what? It's... There's a lot of factors. Uh, I mean, look at a Drew McIntyre. So if, if you look at Bobby Lashley, I think with Bobby Lashley, it was a financial decision. Yes. Maybe he did have a goal of being WWE champion, but I think it was a financial decision. Drew McIntyre, I think, was a guy whose goal it was to prove them wrong. I think his goal was, I'm going to I'm gonna make myself better. I'm going to show you you made a mistake. I'm going to come back and, and make good. We've talked before about how WWE, the one advantage they have is that a lot of their talent grew up as fans. And a lot of their talent, their goal was to be in WWE. And, and that's just an advantage that they have. It's going to work with some. It's not going to work with others. And and uh, I guess that's going to be the difference. Are guys there because of the financial incentive? Or are they there because it was their goal to be a champion in WWE? Um, so, yeah, that's that's why Drew, I think it's, it's, it's different than a guy like Lashley, I think. Matt Payne says, big props to Hannah, Joel, and Rob. You all have some great moderators. Yes, we do. Thank you to our mods. It is a nightmare in there right now. Thank you guys so much. Please lay off the caps locks, guys. It's it's obnoxious. But thank you to our mods. And Joel is doing great over on the Fightful Fightful Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Rob Wilkins says, ticks for SmackDown in Minneapolis go on sale this week. And now I don't know if I want to go. And that makes me sad and angry. I don't go to their TV shows. I go if there's media opportunities. But... If Dynamite or Impact came around here, I'd go to it. And that's just where I am on WWE and their content right now. I look forward to seeing Dynamite uh, have a live event in Ewing, Kentucky. Yeah, I look, I do too. I, I, or I look forward to moving away from this, this town where I've got a sinkhole next to my yard, Jimmy. Aaron says, with bad news like this, I'm grateful for SRS and the Fightful community. Well, thank you. And Bacon Rasher says, you've taken viewers from WrestleTalk as this is at a watchable hour. Well, I appreciate those fellows an awful lot. It was great being on their show. And they put us over an awful lot, so I appreciate them. Alpaca Nation, wow, that is very specific. <laughs> Says of all the releases, Black and Murphy feel the best fit for AEW. Ruby for Impact. Ron feels like too big of a WWE style talent to fit in AEW. I feel like AEW is really good at accentuating positives and hiding negatives. I don't know if they would want Braun there, but these are a lot of stars with a lot of talent. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a guy like Murphy can go. There's no question, and and he's similar to uh, Omega in terms of he can start stop. He's got yes. that. He's got that that part to his game. But there's a lot of guys that can go in AEW, and and so I I think that the spots are limited. I think Braun has an opportunity because he's a very recognizable talent uh, that you can plug into the main event picture, and so I think that gives him an opportunity. And Lana, I think, goes without saying. I think that there's there's so much benefit to having somebody like that on your roster. Well, Jimmy, how about some positive news about cuts? You got positive news about cuts. About cuts. About cutting your dirty pube hair off with Manscaped.com and that code Fightful. Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for that hairy dad. Make sure he's proud this year. Get him the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The Lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Fightful. Surprise him with this sleek, well-designed, optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls will thank you. On the box, the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. You won't be gigging your ball sack when you use manscaped.com. It won't look like, ah, gosh, I don't know, New Jack and and, uh, Mass Transit down there using the Lawnmower 4.0. You can turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. You can uh, use the guard links one through four. There's a wireless charging system as well. You can get the weed whacker, the nose and ear hair trimmer. They've got cologne, crop mop ball wipes, crop revivers, ball toner, crop preservers manscaped.com code fightful and save 20% off and get free shipping. Thank you guys. Where was the overlay on that one? 
Almanac says this must put a break on the potential collaborations with other companies like New Japan. No plans and how they ridicule, ridicule former, former New Japan stars. I don't know that that was as far along as many people were thinking it was based on what I heard. Uh, Bill Hemmett asked for your thoughts on Double or Nothing. Yeah, so I, I was going to talk about Double or Nothing later. So um, things also, about a- be- before we get into this, I want to address this. This makes me nervous for Keith Lee. Someone asked if Liz released. Heard nothing about that. Don't listen to that hack putting shit out there. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. He, when I DM'd him like, hey, man, this is horse shit. He said, oh, it's just a work. It's just me posting my opinions. That ain't how this works. Sorry, Jimmy. No, I uh, obviously having a live crowd and I, I want to make this answer short. We'll bring back double or nothing talk later because I want to keep going with this topic. But I uh, having a live crowd there, it made for a hell of a spectacle. Uh, I'm sure it was great for you being there live, Sean. Yes. Uh, I was interested in certain aspects of the show. I wanted to see Sting in a non-cinematic environment. I thought he did a great job. Uh, I thought that they protected him well. Uh, they only allowed you know him to do certain things. His dive to the corner, he missed it by a country mile. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I thought he looked pretty good for a 62 year old man. And that was pretty good. Miro. And we'll talk about this later as well. I thought Miro looked like a megastar going out there in front of a packed house, TNT tile around his waist. He got rid of the bleached hair. He got rid of the Louis Vuitton shirts. I thought he looked fantastic. Uh, I'm not a big fan of orange Cassidy in the world title picture. And, uh, he's lost enough title shots now that I don't know if we're going to see him again in a, in a, in a title program. I think there's a spot for him on the card. I don't yeah. see him in the world title picture, uh, to stadium stampede. I think it's I th- time to move on from, from him in that spot. He's lost a bunch of TNT and world yes, title stuff. I agree. Yeah. Stadium stampede. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. Uh, it happened the way we thought it would, where they pre-taped part of it, and then they went to the live scene. It was a coming-out party again for Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara was the guy that was made to look great in that matchup, and so we'll see where it goes. I asked Sean, you never got back to me, but I sent you a text message on Sunday night, and I said, you know if Jericho's taking time off? Because that looked like a goodbye to me. I was a little busy Sunday, Jimmy. Okay, so it looked to me like they were he, saying goodbye to Jericho. He said it didn't. He was just gonna make it work. He that's the way he made it sound at the scrum. He was like, "There's always a way." He's like, "I got on Tony Khan's plane to get get in and out of all in." So, no, but what I know. mean is, when the match ended, everybody was hugging him in the ring and uh, and talking in his ear, and it came off to me like he's taking a break, and that was them saying goodbye. That's what it felt like to me after the match. They did lean into putting over Sammy heavily. I've got a full review on this up on Fightful Select. By the way, of course, we did a post show review as well. Uh, we do have a few more super chats. Then it's sale time. Garmin Rose says, when Kip is fit, him and Penelope versus Miro and Lana. That'd be interesting. That, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Rob Reed says he was at the arena the week after Braun tipped the ambulance on Roman. The pop was insane. He was so over Jimmy. Yeah, he was. He was the most popular guy in the company, uh, 2018, 2017 into 2018. Most popular guy in the company. Uh, Nicholas was the beginning of the end for Braun Strowman. And then the heel turn. Uh, the mixed match challenge shit, all of that was kind of his undoing. The the God the video they did the elf video too. The elf video too. Yep. Bryant, he's putting over our mods. I appreciate you, buddy, and we appreciate our mods as well. Um, Terrence says, "I hate anybody who's losing their job." Fans drop the narrative of AEW picking up stars because a lot of WWE people came from ROH and PWG. Let's be happy for some of these people. I agree. I just want positive, happy good content that's what i want joseph says got to meet leo rush on friday at an indie show in dallas then he pops up at aew hoping these uh, recently released talents found success like he does he's grown an awful lot i've got to talk to leo a couple times over the last year and boy has he matured and i don't think they'd bring him in there if if that wasn't the case and he's in new japan too right Yes, he did. That, that's, that's the word. But Jimmy, good for him. Good for him. We got the topic you're you're, you're aching to talk about. <laughs> Mary Ellen Wurtenberg says, "Do you think WWE is going for sale?" We got Josh Hardinis says, "Sale of WWE is imminent." I'm guessing. The Hebikin says, "Do you think this is a setup to sell to Disney?" I'll say this: I don't think sale is imminent. I do think it's a setup to sell for to Disney. I do think WWE is going to sell. Sell. Jimmy is a little bit more of a savvy businessman than I am. <laughs> I mean, look at what he pays me, and you'll know that he's a savvy businessman. But what what's going through your mind when you hear people say that this might happen? WWE stars are speculating on it to me. 
I'm going to break down what I think these cuts mean to their valuation. Okay. Uh, and, and this is all ballpark because I don't know for sure what the cost savings is. It's just ballpark. So first and foremost, um, do I think they're setting up for a sale? Not yet is my answer. And there's a couple of reasons why I don't think so. Do I think that a sale is imminent down the road? Yes. Do I think they're setting up for it now? Not yet. Two reasons. First reason is that in the landscape we're currently in with the pandemic, I don't think anybody is going to be too quick to cut a check for $4 billion. Uh, WW's valuation would fall in, I think, around that. And, and I'll explain the valuation in a minute. The other reason I don't think they're going to sell yet is I don't think this man uh, wants to give up control. I know that he said on an earnings call, a couple of earnings calls ago, he said, we're open for business. I don't think he is, is willing to, to give up control. And I don't think that a suitor is going to allow him to maintain control, especially when you look at the quality of the product now. So I think based on that, they're not going to sell yet. That being said, I do think that there is a succession plan in place for Vince McMahon. And we talked about it after the last earnings call. I think there is a succession plan in place for Stephanie and Hunter and Nick Khan to replace Vince McMahon. Uh, and the reason I think that is because I had noticed over the last couple of earnings calls that Stephanie participated. She never used to. And the last couple of earnings calls, she has participated in the call. So that tells me that, heaven forbid, if this man were to drop dead tomorrow, I think there's a succession plan. I think that Stephanie, uh, with the help of uh, Nick Khan, I almost said Tony Khan, with the help of, help of Nick Khan, I think would run the corporate end. And I think Hunter would run the creative end. And I think that is the plan. But I don't think that Vince is ready to, uh, to, to you know, uh, ride off into the sunset. And I don't think he would give up control in a sale. And so I don't think it's going to happen yet. But if Vince is out of there, let's say, let's say you never know, maybe one day Vince surprises us, says I'm 76, it's time for me to go. If that happens, then the, the sign is up. Uh, because I don't think that Stephanie and Hunter have the same attachment that Vince does. And Nick Khan absolutely doesn't have the attachment. He doesn't give a shit. It's, it's, a, it's a financial deal for him. And so that's my feeling on it. Um, but I want to talk about what I think these talent cuts do in terms of evaluation, because okay. there has been a lot of speculation. Oh, they're doing this because they're, they're, they're getting ready to sell. So I'm going to break this down as simply as I can. I don't want to confuse anybody. When a company is looking to sell, the valuation is determined based on a multiple of EBITDA. EBITDA, to make it simple, is basically profit. Uh, earnings before interest, taxes, blah, blah, blah. It's basically profit. I looked up WWE's EBITDA, and it's around $293 million right now. Their market cap is $4.21 billion. If you do it on a multiple, that's about a 14.4 times multiple on EBITDA in order to get to a valuation of $4.21 billion. Now, there's a metric in this world called enterprise multiple, uh, and that is basically what you use to determine valuation. WWE's enterprise multiple is 15 times, and you can look that up. It's public. Uh, you can look it up wherever you look up their stock, 15 okay. times. 15 times that EBITDA, $293 million, comes out to about $4.4 billion. That means that their value on the market, if they were to sell, would be $4.4 billion, which I think is undervalued. I think that they're actually worth more than that. Uh, and I think that for a variety of reasons, their stock price is what it is, but their valuation right now would be 4.4 billion. Now, when you look at these talent cuts, and I don't just mean this round, I mean all of them over the last couple of years, Miro and Kurt Angle and all the guys behind the scenes. If you look at all those talent cuts, what do you think you're looking at over the course of a year? Maybe 6 million, maybe as much as 10 million. Because yes, it is true that Braun made you know one-ish. A lot of guys made nowhere near that. And so if you add it all up, maybe six to seven, maybe up to 10 million, maybe. So if we ballpark it, let's say that those cost cuts get EBITDA to 300 million, right? Because basically EBITDA is impacted by those savings. So let's say that gets EBITDA to 300 million. If you go on the 15 multiple, uh, that would get their valuation at 4.5 billion, which basically means that they are padding their value by an extra 100 million. So ballpark, and this is all ballpark because I haven't seen any contracts, ballpark they're probably padding their valuation by 100 million as a result of all of these releases behind the scenes releases and on-screen talent and all of that uh do i think that these cuts are the reason or is a sale is the reason and that a sale is the catalyst for these cuts no i don't it is possible nick Khan is saying well i want to get us to a 4.5 valuation and so we got to do what we got to do to get us to a 4.5 valuation uh i don't think that's the reason i do think like i said down the road that's where they're headed 
uh, when Vince maybe, you know, either decides to walk away or whatever, that's where they're headed. I don't think it's going to happen right now. I do question if they're doing this in part to prepare for another dividend because they've done it now on a couple of occasions where they did a bunch of cuts, you know, they kind of pad the books a little bit and then, and then there's a big dividend that could be part of it. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a sale today, but do I think that a sale is imminent? Yes. Over the last 14 months though, over 60, I think it's like 60. Okay. No, since the beginning of 2020, Yep. 60 different talent have had their contracts expire, released, lapsed. I mean, that's, that does put a dent in there. That it puts does, a it, significant dent. And that was before Nick Khan, most of those. You're right, but you're forgetting that it's not like they're not signing other people. It's not like they're not, not nearly at the same people. rate, though. Like, I mean, some of these NXT people are coming in at, like, for example, Effie was like, well, I know what I make on the indies, and I know what the entry-level NXT people are. We're talking about people who signed in 2018 and 2019 and even 2020 for three to $800,000 a year being replaced by people on 60K a year deals. We're talking about people in digital who were had been there for 10, 15 years getting replaced by someone just picking up more responsibilities and not getting a, a raise. Like there, it's there's some pretty significant stuff here. Like there's people getting replaced at 10% of their value. Yeah. And, and you know what, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's all encompassing. Uh, do I think that it's going to take their EBITDA to 400 million? No, I don't. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm sure it's all encompassing. And I definitely do think, I think that they're kind of laying the foundation, you know, for a potential sale. And I know that you and I talked off, uh, off the air about how that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons Nikon is there. And that is one of the reasons Nikon is there. Uh, he's the guy that put the, the Peacock deal together. I think he helped them get the Fox deal. Uh, I mean, that's what he does. And so that's the reason he's there. But I don't think that you're going to see valuation go from four four point four billion to $6 billion because they release talent. Like, that's just not going to happen. But maybe Nick Khan in his mind does have a number. Maybe Maybe they've already had preliminary talks for all we know. And maybe in their mind, this is the number we want. Maybe their suitor is saying, well, EBITDA tells me that you're worth this. And so maybe they're taking steps to get to that valuation. I mean, Kevin Seats asks if you would suggest buying shares. What's the stock at right now? 54? I'll look. Um, it is at 55.96. It's, uh, it's went up quite a bit today. It's went up almost well, about a dollar and a half. So what it comes down to is, do you want to be a day trader? Do you want to be a swinger? Or do you want to look long-term? And if you want to look long-term, sure. Uh, are you going to gain 15% or the next, you know, few weeks? Probably not. If you want to hold it long-term in, in, in preparation for a potential sale like this, sure. You know, that's kind of the difference. It depends on how you look at it. There's, there's a lot of stocks you can turn around in a few days and, and earn 10 points if you do it right. You know, did that quite a few times last year. Uh, guys, I should have got in on AMC today. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I should have not gotten out on AMC. I had I, it, I, I, buddy, I had it. I, I had it big. last year when it was like six, seven bucks. Yeah, I was doing pretty good, but I still did really well on it. I screwed but, up. Big. Um, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Donate your super chats. It'll get your question or statement read on the air, and we have plenty of them left over. Uh, Nicole Swanson says, "I want to uh, Vince to give over control while still coherent." And Triple H's badass booking make TV ratings skyrocket. Man, what I've seen out of NXT does not ring confidence in me. There were a lot of people that didn't like what I said last night about Adam Cole popping up and just getting a title shot. It's not because he doesn't deserve it. The match is going to be incredible. He is firmly entrenched as, as a guy. But I've got a real problem in my philosophy of pro wrestling and what I like to see in a guy who has won one singles match since September 24th of last year being put in the title match like and people said well killer cross or carrying cross said for him to that's good but wwe scripts this stuff they could have scripted him to win more along the way they could have scripted him to not cause a non-finish in a no dq triple threat match it's just fundamental easy things that they could do to make something make sense even more johnny gargano just lost the north american title and is now in the world title picture like give him a statement win do some qualifiers, literally anything. Make it make sense. It's not tough. Almanac says, I'm wondering if this is a fundamental issue within WWE being unable to do long-term planning with setups and payoffs. They can't do short-term planning for, for what I just mentioned, even on the brand that has the reputation for being better at that. It was very easy to do a qualifier 
And then Karrion Cross after Johnny, after Adam Cole, all these people win qualifiers. Karrion Cross says, no, 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 we don't need any more. How about I fight all of them because I'm a bad motherfucker? How about that? Like, that makes everybody look good. You know, part of the problem, too, I think, is that there's always the cynicism uh, in WWE when they talk about Vince McMahon's inefficiencies. There's been a lot of talent and even Hunter and Stephanie who have done interviews laughing about the fact that Vince changes things last minute. Laughing yeah. about laughing about the fact that they have a plan and sometimes you get right to the curtain and he changes his mind. They laugh like it's funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. The guy, the guy has no plan ever. They have no plan ever. How many times have we heard about rewrites at 7.59 for an 8 o'clock start time? Dog, I would get the scripts. At the scripts at nine or at eight fifteen, and then right. stuff on the scripts would be right. different than what was actually down. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just <sighs> it's 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 been an unprofessional environment for a while. I don't want to shit on Vince and, again because we do it all the time, but it, it's kind of reality. He's seventy six years old, man. But Jimmy, that's, that's seventy six years old. That's part of the revisionist history that they constantly crap on WCW about back in the day, about yes. or that they used to. They don't do it anymore in their documentaries yes. about, the, about not knowing what was going on at, at seven forty five. Yes, man. Injection two K said, "I think I read something on Wrestle Talk saying something about WWE planning to become the next Marvel." Nick Khan believes that, um, but they would like Marvel's good. I don't watch superhero movies because I think they are redundant and all the same. I watch Deadpool. I like it. He's funny, but Marvel's good. <laughs> there's there's the difference. It's it's not the same. It's apples and oranges. Somebody it's asked apples the link to, to Fightful Select. It's just FightfulSelect.com. If you guys notice that we never refer to it as a Patreon, we refer to FightfulSelect.com because in the future it will be off Patreon. But FightfulSelect.com will always be the way to find that. Ed Call says that you're better at Scott Steiner explaining math. Look at that. <laughs> we we got an honest-to-God businessman on the show. That's quite the compliment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I am Alucha says, man, we all feel for these great talents, yet we are sadly – Happy, too, because we know they deserve uh, better and will find better opportunities. I think they do, too. I think the last couple of years have shown these talents that this is not the end of the road at all. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, obviously, you, you're always going to have certain talents very upset because WWE was the goal. I mean, that, that's just kind of how it's going to be. Uh, but I do think, I mean, when you look at, look at a guy like Matt Cardona. There's an example. There's a guy who he was a lifelong WWE fan, and he'll be the first to tell you. Macho Man Randy Savage is Matt Cardona's favorite wrestler. He was yeah. a lifelong fan, and that's where he wanted to be. And when he got let go, uh, he didn't end up going to AEW. They gave him you know, a, a, a little stint, but he ended up in Impact Wrestling. Guaranteed he's not making anywhere near what he made in WWE, but now he's got a podcast. Now he's got a merch line. Now he's, he's doing the thing with EC3 where they, they produce their own match. He's figured out that there's other things that you can do. And maybe he's making as much as he did before. Maybe he's not, but it's, he's got the freedom now they didn't have then. So, by, by the way, if you all want to save 20% on that match with EC3, freethenarrative.com, use the code free fightful. You'll save 20%. I watched it. And as it started out, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is, this is cool. And then as it kept going, I was like, this is completely different than anything I've ever seen. And that's what these people get to do, Jimmy. They get to create. People don't usually get into wrestling unless they're creative, unless they're creators. You're, you're not going to find a lot of people that get into this line of work, wrestling, and don't have ideas of their for own. Sure. For sure, for sure. I mean, obviously, WWE, they give them, gives them a certain level of exposure you're not going to get anywhere else. Yes. Uh, but then the trick is, if you're there and then you're not, utilize that exposure if you can. And Macrodona has done that. And uh, Lon is going to do that. Braun Strowman, I think, is going to do that. He's not He's not stupid. Yeah. So uh, we'll see where, where it goes, everybody. But you're right. It is, it is a very different time than it used to be. We have uh, more Super Chats coming in. Vincent Millage says, I need big men slapping meat with Braun versus Miro in AEW. So much meat. They're, they're building a good sirloin beef sons of bitches uh, division. What assets do WWE have, if not the wrestlers? Is it their library? Oh, yeah. They have quite a library. Like, that is a... That is an extremely valuable library. It is, but they they definitely undervalue um, their talent. And and you can think back to decades ago. I think it was the Bret Hart documentary when he uh, uh, likened themselves to was it circus animals? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he basically said, you know, we're basically circus animals and they basically use you until they can't use you anymore. And then they send you behind the barn and they shoot you. That's basically what Bret Hart said. There is no tape library without the talent. There is no three hours of raw every week without the talent. There's no two hours of SmackDown every week without the talent. Yes. You got to um, have that talent to create content. Yeah. And when I hear about, well, they cut guys because they're trying to pad their value for a sale. You need this talent in order to generate the interest, which will then generate the rights fees, which will then generate the profit. Yes. Like it's a, it's a, it's a spinning wheel. And unfortunately, it's the same way with their booking, Jimmy. Like it's, it's so fundamental and it's common sense, but for some reason, I'm not sure why it's not obvious to them. I really feel like, and you and I've talked about it a lot in the past. I really feel like the, the marquee is WWE. That's -hmm. what they feel. Uh, and when you see that SmackDown is doing 1.7 million viewers, you know, maybe the marquee's not WWE well, after all. Yeah, I, I wonder if they want to become the next Marvel, they realize Iron Man's a star. Right. The Guardians of the Galaxy, they're stars. Captain America is a star. Deadpool, for example, I, w- I am what you would call a casual Marvel fan. I watch Deadpool because I think he's funny. I don't watch anybody else, but that one guy gets me interested in anything he's in. I'll watch. And I'm the same way, but I only like Tony Stark. The only yeah. one I like is Tony Stark. I don't know. The rich guy. Go figure. Alpaca well, Nation. funny too. He's funny. You know? Alpaca Nation says, anyone getting their stuff in a garbage bag? No. Um, Michael Branson says, do you think the lack of women's wrestlers is indicative of Johnny Ace taking over? He was not in charge of these decisions from what I understand. So it, it all roads point to Vince McMahon. And, and, and you, can, you can try to blame Johnny Ace. You can try to blame Nick Khan. Miss McMahon is the ultimate decision maker and all roads lead to him. And we have long known Miss McMahon does yes. not give a shit about tag team wrestling. And Miss McMahon does not give a shit about women's wrestling. Well, you and know what? They, how it is. they can go somewhere else because I do care about them. Uh, guys, we have a few more super chats. Then we're heading over to fightfulselect.com. We do a post show over there. I know a lot of you are uh, kind of new to fightful and listen, you boy and fightful select go over there, subscribe. You still got a little bit of time. Plus it's up on demand. But we're probably going to talk some AEW in my weekend in Jacksonville there, I would imagine. Almanac says, since NXT became a TV product, I feel the quality of planning and storytelling diminished. Does this correlate with Triple H losing some of the control? Yes, 100% it does. Also, he's been around at Raw lately, so stretched a little bit more thin, so to speak. Joseph and- Cor- Sorry, I was I was just going to say somebody was talking about how would would creative be better if Hunter was there because of what they're seeing in NXT. Mm-hmm. I was going to say what you said. I think number one, Hunter is stretched very thin because he 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 is helping out now on the main roster as well. I also think that Hunter would be a little smarter in knowing. Okay, I've, I'm I'm overseeing the entire product, but I'm going to have a guy in charge of NXT. I'm going to have a guy in charge of SmackDown. I'm going to have a guy in charge of Raw. Uh, and then I'm going to kind of oversee everything. I think he's a little wiser, whereas Vince seems to want to, you know, have his fingerprint on absolutely everything. And and you can't possibly do it and do it well, especially when you're 76. Yeah. Um, we have Joseph Correa saying, I read that Alistair said on a stream he's supposed to win the U.S. title, but Vince wanted to wait for it to be in front of crowds. I mean, I could see why they would want some of that to to kind of wait. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could I could see that. And we have... JoJo saying, I'm sad to see Ruby go. She truly deserved better, not to be mean, but how were Nia and Shayna a team, but Liv and Ruby couldn't win the title? I really think Liv and Ruby should have been tag team champions. They they have completely mismanaged that tag team division. I really liked Liv and Ruby. I mean, let's let's be honest with ourselves. The most valuable women in WWE, in no particular order, are Charlotte Flair, uh, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, and Becky Lynch. That's it. And people can be like, you didn't say Bailey. Bailey's not on that list. The most valuable women to the company are Charlotte, Nia, Becky, and Sasha. And that's reality. Nia? Really? Are you kidding? Vince has been so oh, to, public. to them. Yes, to them. To, okay. Yes, Ooh, yes, okay. yes. To them, to them. That's okay. why I don't have Bailey on the list because this is to, to Vince McMahon, to WWE. Those are the ones that are of value to them. Uh, that's why you got Shayna Baszler cutting a promo on a doll now. Yeah. Because he doesn't care. They don't care. Guys, we're heading over to FightfulSelect.com. Some stupid punk, we appreciate you for this uh, very nice super chat. We we try to do as best we can. Thank you all so much. Wait, we got one more. <laughs> Josh Douglas. Is the current valuation of AEW Impact New Japan and say a Rev Pro anywhere close to the EBITDA number WWE has? No. Not is wrestling profitable outside of WWE? Yes, it is elsewhere. 
but uh, the EBITDA is not the same. I would not have, not a, not even close. No. If you guys, want to include the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, come on. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.